Hi, welcome back to the Nile Talk Show. Today, guest is um, Andrew Shacken. I'm correct. Pronounce it correctly. You did pronounce it correctly. Okay, <laughs> thank you. I will make sure I enunciate it correctly. Uh -huh. um, he's a conservative um, Republican Christian, but he has a lot of titles under his belt. I may say um, he has five books out. He has a JD degree, your doctorate. If people don't know what the acronym JD means, right. you know. It's a law degree, and um, he's a, uh, well, your book is in on um, five authors of legal and philosopher books about law and Christianity. Okay. I would like to ask you a question for no ado. This is Mr. Andrew Shaskin. My first question I would like to ask you that here, why is Jesus is unique in history of world religion? Okay, that is a, a very, 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 very difficult question to answer. But let me say this. Um, first of all, you have to look at what he, to some extent, as to what he's reported to have said. Uh, he said the poor in spirit and poor, the, it was in, those who are endeavoring Gospels, are blessed. Now that is a, an extremely radical Claim. Most people in today's world, unfortunately, may want to get wealthy. That may be their object. He says, no. He says, poor people are superior. Okay. He, he makes that statement. He makes other statements, too, which, which raise the, the moral values which he wishes to project. He may say... Um, one of, the, one of the criticisms of Jesus made by his people that disagreed with him in his own time, specifically the Pharisees, they said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Now, what they meant there, Naomi, I hate to say it, they were saying, can anything good come out of this backwater hick town? Okay. They were making an assumption that he was stupid. Or backward. Jesus was stupid yeah. or backward. Yeah, by saying that, because can anything good come out of Nazareth? Right. They say, can anything good come out of this backwater? Okay. That's what they were saying, or they were defining him more exactly. And this is something I disagree with. I don't believe in class distinctions. They were defining him more exactly as lower class. I believe in that statement. Right. And they, um, they also, there's another one, uh, they criticized him. One of the criticisms was, who is this man that eats with publicans and sinners? What they, publicans are tax collectors, okay. employed by the Roman government. Sinners are, I suppose, everybody, more or less, in some mm -hmm. sense. We're all sort of failed as human beings, to some degree. But anyway, they couldn't understand why this man was consorting with this, what they saw as this garbage. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, who is this man that eats Republicans and sinners? They couldn't understand his contemporaries why he would do that. But another, another kind, another saying uh, that Christ, is, which is extremely, these are really extremely challenging comments about Jesus, which makes him an extremely significant thinker in world history. Uh, uh, and he, um, he said another two that, that capture me is that he said that um, if you're angry, it's the same as murdering somebody. He equated anger, 
It's in Matthew, Matthew, uh, Matthew 5. Okay. Uh, equating anger with murder. And he equated lust as the same as adultery. And what he was driving at, Naomi, there, these are very significant sayings. But in the Bible, when it say, I remember, I can't quote me on what script, but it's okay to be angry as long as you don't sin? No. What he no. said was anger leads to murder. That's what he was saying. He's saying, he said to people what he meant to say was being angry is the same as leads to killing. That's that really what killing. he meant. Okay. So that's why he said to be angry is the same as murdering somebody. The point he was making was that anger leads to crime. It leads to these problems. Just like he said, lust. And in today's world, Naomi, I, ha I hate to say it, but many people don't think there's anything wrong with adultery. Well, no, not today's society. Not in today's society. No, they do not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I agree else. with it, but that's the way it is. It, it just keep falling off. Well, yes. What? No, I said my earring keep falling okay. off. Yeah, <laughs> okay. people don't. They don't think that way anymore. I agree. Or maybe they, probably a better way to put it, and you, you know this probably as much or better than I do in the present society, I think the quote, the moral system that we live in, I don't know whether it's exactly a moral system, anything goes. That is really yes. what <laughs> is the our present uh, moral barometers in our society. Right. Anything goes. Anything goes. You know, so, I mean, but Jesus obviously takes a different position. He says if you're you, if you lust, it's the same as leading to adultery. Mm. Of course, Jesus was a proponent of heterosexual marriage, and um, he believed that was what the best uh, situation for people. I agree with him. I think it's the best, the best that can be done with your lives. I mean, I don't think that uh, many, many people, um, you know this, so you, everybody knows it. Are you saying that he frowns on other kind of other marriage, but he accepts heterosexual he, he, he emphasized and told people that they should, if they're going to get married, this is what they should do. Right. He did not believe in, uh, in um, I think he didn't agree with our present society of jumping from person to person and right. having various sexual adventures. I don't think he agreed with that. Yeah, I don't want to be loose out there. You know, there's a lot of loosey people out there. <laughs> well, of but course, hey, I mean, we to judge? I, I, I want to say I had trouble myself. I mean, so I don't do that, you know. But, <laughs> Keep it safe. <laughs> but I said, these are some of the reasons, uh, the claims that he made that are challenging to right. our society. As I say, our society isn't happy to be cold that the poor people are superior. They're not going to be happy hearing that. It's a statement, it's an extremely irritating statement to be told that. So, it is a statement that is going to annoy people. It's going to annoy our society. They are not going to be happy accepting the fact that poverty and underclass status make you superior, which is what he said. Uh, basically, he said, did say that. Now, I know you say you're a Republican, a conservative well, I, to Republican. Well, to a certain extent, to a certain extent, I agree with President Trump's policies. Let me, let me give you the reasons. Yeah, because that's, oh, that's my next question mm. I have here. Why is Trump immigration policy fair, fair and just? Why? Okay, from as much I know about it, I agree with him to this extent. I don't believe that people who legally come here as immigrants deserve ill treatment. That's ridiculous. Right. I mean, they come here through legal avenues, and it's fine. Most of us have, have come uh, to some extent through uh, other countries. 
in other societies, but I agree with them in this sense. I don't believe we can have a system where uh, people who are illegally here are allowed to be here. Well, we're all immigrants if you look at it. We're all immigrants, we but the, you, I don't think that you can countenance and allow illegal immigration. People who come here illegally, they are manipulating the system. They are using our resources. There are 45 million legal Americans on food stamps. There are wow. plenty of poor Americans in Georgia, in Brooklyn, in the Bronx, probably here. There's a degree of poor people. I yeah, don't know. Princeton's kind of wealthy, but I'm sure there's some people who are not yeah. so wealthy. But no, I, I cannot agree with the uh, position uh, that we can have a society where people illegally come here should be allowed to be here. Uh, there are legal avenues uh, to come here legally, and I don't believe that the, a person who comes here illegally knows they're coming here illegally. Mm -hmm. They know it. Okay. I mean, they're not fooling me. Well, there's a reason why they probably absconding. Just earring just okay. They in, absconding for reason, whatever political problem they have. they're going to have to find a legal avenue to come here. No, I don't think that's asking so much. I mean, uh, also, I, I don't think if they come here illegally, they'll use our educational resources, they use our medical resources, they use our employment resources. I said, there are many, many poor Americans. I know there are. I live in New York. Right. There's plenty, plenty of poor Americans that need assistance, and they deserve that help. And it's hard and for I them don't to believe it. that a person who comes here illegally, frankly, Naomi, I, I, they are painting the President Trump as sadistic as mean, as, 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 a, as a, a hater of people, not so. We have to maintain a society with the rule of law. Okay, so you That is my opinion. You cannot have a society where people float in and can be citizens by just walk, walking in. No, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I don't agree with that. But hey, once we all leave this earth, we're all going to transition from somewhere, so I see it as we all actually immigrants on this earth. There's no question we are immigrants, but you cannot have, he's running a country. He's not, he's not, he's not running the Salvation Army. He's not <laughs> running a, ch a church. He's not running a, a, care, a care organization. He's running a, a legally based society. And yes, uh, I know that the liberal ideology disagrees with you, that's fine. But I cannot countenance or agree with people illegally coming here and, get, and, and doing that. No, I don't see it that way, I'm sorry. So you're a Trump supporter? I'm a supporter on this issue. On this? On this particular issue. I like the way you rephrase that. <laughs> right, right. Next question. Um, what makes a Islamic different from other religion? Islam, uh, Islam, I have read the Koran, uh, Naomi, and I have no uh, hatred of anybody as a Christian. I, uh, I know that Jesus died for them, he loves them, and he, he's come here to rescue people from their sin and to be with him in the joy and love of heaven. I know that, that applies to everybody, but I do know that these are the facts. I know people don't like the facts or the truth because it represents an irritation, as I said. Like Jesus' statements about poverty, they are a, fat, a vast irritation to many people. Many people will say, I want to get rich. I want to get that new car. I want to get that smart car. That's what I want. He says, no. So you he see. says it's harder for a rich man to go through an eye of a needle, the eye of a needle, to get into heaven. So he, he has made a specific position on this issue, Jesus Christ.
I'm not abandoning that position for some kind of, uh, some kind of uh, wealth criteria. I don't think wealthy people are superior. I don't think having a lot of money makes you superior. I have Trump a is wealthy. What? Trump, he's wealthy. I, it doesn't particularly qualify him, but in <laughs> politics, most people who are in political office are wealthy, as a matter of fact. Kennedy was wealthy. Bush was wealthy. They're all wealthy. So, so you're saying that a person should not be wealthy? They should I stay just poor? Say, I just say you have to read the Gospels and give some thought to what Jesus is saying in this respect, to okay. give it some consideration and thought. Okay. It is obviously a huge challenge to okay. the modern world. And as far as Islam is concerned, I have no prejudice or hatred of anyone, Naomi, not 100% of the least. And But the fact of the matter is the Koran, I have read it, it directs killing infidels, it directs, it directs oppression of women, and it directs um, uh, killing of apostates. And I hate to say this, I know you're not going to like it, and many that's people true. are not going to like it. Well, that's too bad. I'm saying things, if I can't say things that I think are factual and true because somebody doesn't like it, then that's their problem. But in the I'm Bible, not asking people to like me. But in the Old Bible, is a lot of killing in the Old Bible as well. But yes, there is a lot of killing in the Old Bible. And so what's the Jesus says, and the Decalogue says, these are sins. And yes, they are sins. But the, uh, the, the fact of the matter is, Christians have sinned, they do sin, and I sin. And they still are sinning. What? And they still are sinning. Everybody, everybody, everybody fits into that category right. as a failed person. Yes, right. there's no question about it. But I have to say that the, the Koran does, and look at the Islamic societies. Okay. Uh, I ask you to, I know it's something that a Princeton University and the more people to the left are going to object to this statement. Would you want to live in Pakistan as a woman? Would you like to live in Saudi Arabia? Do you want to live in Yemen? You know those places are awful. Yeah. You know it. And if you don't want to say it, then you're not facing it, the I facts. I don't know it, but I listen to it. I what? mean, I say I don't know about it, but I watch it on TV about how they conduct their females. I saw Dr. Mitchell. Well, that's one factor of pressure women. They're, they're terrible places to live. I'm not saying that this represents all Islamic people. Probably most people in that religion are simply trying to earn a living or support their families. They're perfectly decent people. But unfortunately, those societies are not, they are places of oppression. Now, you have your degree in theology. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I asked that so we know where he's getting his yeah. background from. Yeah, I have a degree in theology from Princeton yeah. Theological Seminary. I've served in the Lutheran as a Lutheran pastor in the past. These are the things I believe in. When I say these things, I am not isolating any groups or societies. I know for a fact, as St. Paul said, this very great thinker, this outstanding thinker said, he referred to himself as the chief of sinners because he was being honest. St. Augustine wrote a book called The Confessions of St. Augustine in which he yeah, defined his college. sin. And I can assure you that no politician is talking about how they're a sinner. They're not doing of course that. Not. Uh, they're this talking about how great they state. are, which is obviously absurd. They're not great, particularly. I mean, they're just, uh, as I said, uh, they get there. I think it's a fact. It's, it's our, how our society functions and works. Right. I believe that people who are in political office have wealth. 
And frankly, as I said, that is how they were able to get those jobs. Yeah, I mean, you just don't have um, Christianity and Islam. You have other beliefs in religion. You have Buddhist, yeah, sure, you have there, Hindu. There, which there's are, all kinds of religions. What, I have your, no argue with them. What's your view on those? On other religions? Yes. I think they are attempts to, I believe that Jesus made an exclusive claim to be, the, to be God and to be the mediation between God and men. No. Yes, he made that claim. Right. And I accept it, and I believe that other religions are attempting to find God and understand God, and that's fine. Uh, I have no issue with it, but I, I'm not abandoning the, the historical Christian faith that Jesus is the exclusive route to Christ, to God. He says it. He made it clear. If you don't want to accept it, that's fine. Mm. Don't accept it. He gives us a choice, you see. Yes. He says, I am God. He says, if you want to know God, you have to go through me. He made this unequivocal statement. You don't have to agree with it. He gives us a voluntary choice in this respect. As for other religions, the, they are people who are seeking to find God and trying to find God and understand God. And I'm sure that um, they, uh, they, will be, they will be saved through Christ. Uh, they have their traditions, and it's very hard for people to change their upbringing, to change their traditions. They're not, many people are not prepared to do that. I'll say, although the, uh, there is a tremendous amount of conversion in China, an atheist country, many people are becoming Christians. And I believe, and I'm not going to abandon this position, I mean, it's too bad if people don't like it. As I say, I'm not asking people to like me. Yeah, this is your opinion, <laughs> your view. But you have some people who are Christians, but they're not living upright. And you have people who are atheists who's actually not knowing they follow the rule of the Bible, but they live in upright. But That's they just true. don't believe. I think you're right about that. There are many. I, I'm the first one to know and uh, agree with you that many people who are Christians are failed. Correct. Yes. Are failed as persons. And many people who are not Christians may be mm, superior morally in their lives. So you're saying, the, not saying, but these people who do, who's don't, do not believe in Christianity, but they live in their yeah, well, stuff. That, right, I, you I think they're going to go to yeah. damnation? That's right. You think no, they are not going to, be go to hell? No, no okay. they will be accepted for their moral lives. Certainly a Christian who, first of all, a Christian who does not who does not live live up to the teachings of Christ is obviously okay. Could you could you define what is Christianity to you or to our viewers? Because some there, people there, probably don't know. There are know. two ways to define it. There are two aspects of it. Uh, one aspect is the Jesus claims to be God and the exclusive route to know and understand God. That is his claim. He claimed to do miracles. He claimed to be uh, born of a virgin, he claimed to be uh, to rise from the dead. These are the essentials of Christian belief, but more important and perhaps just as important is living the Christian life, meaning loving people, helping people, serving people. Uh, he says in Matthew 25, he makes it clear, his statement in Matthew 25, he makes it clear that there'll be a judgment, and that judgment will be based on, did you clothe the naked? Did you feed the homeless? Did you uh, go visit people in prison? Did you clothe people who were naked? He says, he says in Matthew 25, that is the benchmark. 
So what you and he says that you he makes it clear as a warning in that statement that you that you may have a consequence for not doing that for not for not loving your neighbor. So Let me put it that way. So what you think about the Jewish religion and the, the Jewish religion is very connected with the Christian religion. Uh, Jewish religion is the cradle of Christianity. Jesus was Jewish. The disciples were Jewish. Uh, they are. It's extremely connected. How about uh, Catholic? And and many and many. There are many statements in the Psalms, and in Judaism and in the prophets, emphasizing our duties to the poor, our duties to the widows, our duties to people who are in want. There are many many statements in the in the Hebrew Bible to that effect. Judaism is the cradle of Christianity. Jesus took it one point further. He didn't merely say you should, you should, you should aid the poor and love the poor. He didn't merely. He didn't stop at that. He says he embraced. He himself emb lived a life of poverty. So he took the position, not merely, which was in the Hebrew Bible, of aiding and, and helping the poor, but of being taking on poverty yourself, which is a source to the monastic movement. Those people, I don't know how many people become monks today, not as many as used to, but the source right. of monasticism is, um, is following Christ, namely giving up family, giving up property, giving, giving up property, and giving up marriage. Okay, I would like to talk about this book here. It's on the screen. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Could you give me um, The Parable of Jesus? What does that book entail? I mean, I don't have the book. Okay, the book. Us? The Parable of Jesus told many sort of parables, or mm -hmm. you might call them stories, which he, he was trying to caution us about things, trying to tell us um, how we should live. And what could happen to us, as you, as you said in Matthew 25, he said unequivocally that if you don't do this, love your neighbor, there will be a possible disastrous consequence. You don't think the Bible had been revamped it? You know, I'm not it, revamping the Bible. No, no I'm, I'm not saying you. I'm saying the Bible itself, because you had the New, you had the Old Testament, and you know, from my understanding, when I've been reading, that you had the New Christianity. You So as far as putting... To me, I think Bible is a storytelling. Hmm? It's telling a story. The Bible tells them a, it tells Bible a story. The Bible is a story. The Bible is the is the mind of God. Every word of Jesus represents the mind of God. He is God, and He's telling us. He represents the mind of God. I know it's going to be sound. What I say is going to sound to be be backward, or not modern, or not with it. Too bad. Every word of the Bible is the word of God. Right. I'm not changing that position. I'm sorry, to the day I die, I'm not going to change that position. And you, rightfully so, you don't have to. No. Now, you don't think the Bible... I believe it is historically true. For 2,000 years, whether Milton, whether Dante, these people, Milton wrote Paradise Lost because he, it was totally based on biblical authority. It's the greatest epic poem that's ever written. Mm -hmm. This man wrote that when he was blind, and he had the power of his mind to write that, that, that epic poem. And that epic poem is based on biblical revelation. Yeah, like the psalm is, a, uh, is poetry. The, well, the and as far as the parables of Jesus, uh, there, I can name some parables that are extremely significant. Like what? Name some. Uh, the parable of the lost sheep. I did a blog on it the other day. Uh, he said, Jesus says in this parable that God puts more concern 
for a sinner who can be returned to him and to heaven than for every righteous person who's ever lived. It's, it's an extremely annoying statement. Nobody might want to understand his concern for that one sinner. And the 99, the 99 sheep which are in the fold, he is more concerned about bringing that one person back. Uh, another example is the parable of the Good Samaritan. As you pointed out, the Samaritan, they were outcasts in Palestine. They were non-Jewish. They were uh, not particularly liked. Uh, perhaps uh, there are people uh, for, for reasons of race and background in the United States are not liked. Too bad. It's not a matter of liking. Who, who has to be liked? Yeah. Not particularly important. Matter of fact, it's extremely unimportant. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Now, what do you think about the Catholic religion, the belief of Catholic is part is is one aspect of Christianity. I regularly go to meetings of America Media, the Jesuit, uh, the Jesuit organization in New York. I have my sister Margaret Shatkin is associate professor of theology okay. uh, in the in the um, in, in Boston College. I have no issue with the Catholic Church. There's, it's just simply they take another approach. Their approach to Christianity is not through the Bible, it's through the sacraments. Mass, sacraments, communion, whatever you want to call it. Now what about the Mormon? That's Mormons? Yeah. I don't know much about the Mormons. Yeah. I don't think they're exactly Christian. I'm sure they, as I say, they, are, they have their perspective and they're trying to reach and understand God and that's fine. I don't agree with them, you know with the Book of Mormon or that Joseph Smith received. Maybe he did receive some kind of tablets. I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> you know? Now, you have another book that I saw about law. Yeah, Select Legal Topics, Volume 1 and 2. Okay. Can you talk a Yeah, I'll be, you I'll be able to talk. The other day, matter of fact, I gave a blog radio presentation about one chapter in Select Legal Topics. This this presentation may, in fact, irritate a large number of people. However, I stick by it. I said in this presentation that, that the idea of I handled the matter not so much of gay marriage as a as a moral issue. I didn't touch upon that, although I think for Christians I, I think it is a moral issue. But it's the law, and I'm prepared to obey the law. And I have no prejudice against homosexuals or gay people. I, I know that God loves them as much as he loves all the human race and everybody that's ever lived. I have no issue with people who are gay. Is now, we're coming to a closing. Can you tell people where to follow? You have to say you have a blog. Can you give people information to contact uh, you? Please. Um, I'd love to hear from you because I think Naomi knows I'm prepared to discuss and hear yes, po yes. different points of view. And you can go on his um, blog Tell okay, my, how to uh, contact you. Go on my website, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to know more about me. The website is Shatkin, S-C-H-A-T-K-I-N, show.com. You will see my blogs, podcasts, and books. I also, I think you should know, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, as St. Paul said, I know that I'm inadequate as a person. I know it better than anybody. But I'm also prepared to give the, a little facts about myself. Uh, many of my blogs and essays are, um, are found on academia.edu. Okay. Many people, I'm pleased to say, and as I said, uh, I'm, not a, I'm not abandoning that position that I'm inadequate. I know it better than anybody. Okay. But uh, uh, that um, 
we're uh, gonna in that, there are many people from Muslim countries. Okay, we at the end, we at the closing. You know, we're going to end it off with that. We thank you, Naila, thank you for coming to um, the Naila Talks at Princeton TV. And you guys can reach out to him. And once again, take five minutes of your time and make a donation to the Princeton Television. Thank you. Take care. Uh, thanks, Naomi. <laughs>